0: Welcome back, everybody. Today, I have a special episode with you. T- today, I am sitting with uh, Team River. And River is a very unique project that aims to solve very difficult challenges in the world. And it's a team that, that has camp- come together, united by a mission to bring people together. Welcome, everybody. So today, we have Leo, Patrick, and Lotta. Thank you. Hmm. Hello. Thanks. So, who wants to start? Where did this project River came about? Now, Leo, I think you're one of the sure. original OGs of the river. river OG. River OG. Would you tell us a little bit about the River? How
1: you was it your idea originally? Or yeah. so uh, River is uh, I think Stefan is the source of River. Okay. Um, he, he, I think that we we can all agree that River is something that is coming through, in bits and pieces through a little bit all of us. We okay. all kind of like we're channeling this bigger vision. But yeah, yeah. is... Uh, a little bit more than a year ago, Stefan and I got to know each other. Okay. Um, and Stefan had been thinking and working in the field of collective intelligence and decentralized um, governance. Mm-hmm. So like, how can you create flat organizational theory in practice? Yeah. And uh, he, during that time, he saw a lot of things and he understood kind of the potential in self-organizing organizations. Um, but he also saw some bottlenecks and some issues and challenges that are related to that with flat organizations. Yeah, flat organizations. Okay. Uh, so w- what happens is that when you start to liberate people uh, from the top-down domin- dominance hierarchies... Which has been the case of, for a lot in the history. Yeah. So, um, as we've evolved through these steps that we talked about earlier, yeah. uh, developmental psychology, um, the problem and the challenge that arises is that when you liberate people within these structures, still the ownership of the companies is top-down. Mm. There's still a little piece of share, like a couple of shareholders that control most of the company and they have the final say in things. Yeah. So Stefan started thinking beyond just governance within the company and thinking, okay, how can we distribute the ownership? And then it came along Web3 and blockchain, which I had been working in for a little bit more than two years. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking about what could be the fusion of those two megatrends. So one megatrend is uh, self-organization and collective intelligence. Blockchain is another, which is enabling the distribution of ownership. And then it came AI. So a couple of months later, GPT was released. Awesome. And David Baumann was also one of the three founders that know Steve Francis before. They'd been involved in the project together. Mm. Uh, and David had also been programming sewing machines since he was very young and building Bitcoin factories and making mining breaks and stuff. So we kind of, we, we gathered around this shared belief that the upstream problem in the world comes down to one thing, which is disconnection between each other yeah. as humans within ourselves and with nature. It's so common that we talk about tech stacks and its layer of technology, and but at the bottom of that stack is nature. Yeah. Then comes humans. Yeah. And then comes technology. So River was born to bring these uh, different types of uh, how would you describe this tech mega Tech mega, tech mega
0: not trend. just tech, but mega trends in governance, technology. So how do we organize these tech mega trends to bring them
1: all in a in a human centric way? Would you say? Yeah, Patrick, I think you're saying it really well. Like putting humans in the center. The old paradigm of business has been putting profits in the center. But um, it's uh, I like this quote by Charlie Munger saying, "Show me the incentives, and I will show you the outcome."
2: Yeah, and I, and I think that's um, I think it's a challenge that in order for organizations and companies to to grow in an even faster um, uh, way than than before, we also need to look at what are we growing for? Are we growing only to um, to gain more profits, or are we actually growing to create more impact than what we're doing? What what is the next generation of a, impact-driven or a sustainability-driven company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not about the environment uh, in itself. It's about everything you do. It's about what you do with the people in the company, what you do for society, what you do for the planet, what you yeah. do for stakeholders, shareholders, yeah. uh, and so on. Um, and I think we need to be more uh, curious in what we can do with people. Yeah. Um, and I see, from my perspective, there are two technologies that are existing parallel and growing now parallel. One is the web-free domain, which yeah. then Blockchain, tokenization, uh, yeah. decentralized uh, autonomous organizations like DAOs and communities built on co uh, co ownership and co sharing of values and so on. For me, that is the core. The core of that is decentralization. Yeah, it's not Bitcoin, or it's not cryptos coming out of Web three. It is actually decentralization as a principle, both for technology, but also how it involves people. Yeah, the other technology is AI, uh, and AI for for me, and I think from how we discuss it in River, Mm -hmm. is about collective intelligence, collective collaborations. What happens when you bring human knowledge, wisdom, uh, experiences put together? What happens when you get all that data accessible from one single point? Then you can transform things into becoming something completely different. Both of these two technologies are what you call transformative uh, changes on existential level. Last time we had this in history was when religion was invented. Mm. Something that can actually impact collectively on everyone on the planet. Yeah, I see. So that's how big this is. I think this is a shift that we, will not, we can't stand by and say it's not going to happen. Mm. It is going to happen. It already yeah. exists. Now the question is, how do we do it so it creates value for humanity and not becomes an enemy of humanity? Mm because it has the capability to change old paradigms.
0: I see. And just put a bit of perspective, the, so this is, um, what, what are exactly your motivations in the river? I see that you're a very driven person and you have a very rich history. And I think it will be interesting for listeners just to get a little bit of perspective where you're coming from to be here in the river.
2: Um, the short stories I've been in uh, various different organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in the telecom industry. I've been in the insurance industry. Uh, I've been in, uh, I work with uh interior design and, and uh, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but I think in general from 2006, when the iPhone was launched, it is what really, really triggered my interest for technology. Okay. And not okay. for how it's built, but for what it will do to behavior and how it will change the way we live and act. I see the first time I held it in my hand and was like, it's not a phone. This is the mm-hmm. internet in your hand. It will change everything. everything. Yeah. So that was... Coming it. from that perspective. Coming from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at it from the overall holistic point of view, Yeah, I've also seen how organizations work in practice. I mean, how difficult it is sometimes to make decisions. How hierarchy is basically blocking organizations from evolving, yeah. how the uh, not only decision making, but how you're trying to control and centralize everything in order to achieve economy of scale. You felt this firsthand. I mean, I've, be, I've been you, in, in, in 20 years. You've been in 20 I left yeah. one of the companies because I said, this is not the knife I want to live. Yeah, yeah. I can't take one more day at And for that reason, you joined this mission. Uh, eventually, eventually I joined this mission And I think for me It has been a journey over many many years yes. Of realising something is not working What can you do Why is it working the way it is yeah. Why are organisations driving things the way they do Why, why is the only sir, solution is Let's reorganise mm. But when you've done that four times There are no more options oh. Then you come back to the same one yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons I left one of the companies Like I've done this, I've been through the whole loop I'm not going to do it again I see. But what really got me really deeply interested in, in technology was entering into a company where I was the CEO. It was a security German company on really on digital theft of uh, identity. So we collected basically uh, stolen data throughout darknet, deep web, and, and internet. Mm-hmm. But in that company, we had two separate things. One was a, uh, a subsidiary where we developed our own NLP. From scratch, and NLP is part of the AI domain. Yeah, yeah. This was before GBT. This was in 2019. 2019. Yeah, yeah. So we developed it from scratch on mm-hmm. our own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has a super capability of, of reading mm-hmm. and understanding unstructured text. I see. So we did that. And then I was also part of setting up a decentralized DEX, which yeah. is basically something that <laughs> is enabling uh, global trading on, on cryptos. Yeah. I in, wow. main yeah. Wow. the same type. Very
0: rich backgrounds Very rich background. And you're bringing yeah. this to the, to the team. And uh, what River has to, where River is it going, essentially? Yeah, with a lot of other things. Yeah.
2: But what drove me to River yeah. was or the opportunity that came up, meaning mm-hmm. Leo, actually, because I always played him, and he's the yeah. one that made me join River, uh-huh. is that all these things have been on my mind. Why are things broken? What can technology do? What happens if we take technology into basically transformative capabilities? But there's so few places where you can talk this, where yes. people have a mission to create something different. And when I met River, it was like, oh, no. Yeah, I know exactly what I'm gonna do, and why I'm gonna spend all the time I had with River Esmer. So
0: this is a place where you really get to release your
2: creativity. Yeah, I can finally. I I can't think of everything, anything else. I see. Than I want to do. I see. Awesome. Thank you for your perspective. Third guest we have here is Lotta.
0: Lotta, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and why are you here in River?
3: Oh, so um, I have like 20 years in the tech business of the Stockholm area, and for the last six years I've been freelancing, mm-hmm. and I work as a bridger between the humans and the tech solutions, and I drive large projects that are supposed to be transformative and, and make change into the core of the businesses.
0: I hear supposed to. Yes, mm-hmm.
3: because they don't always do that, right? So, But my, my mission in life is to always take the end user perspective mm-hmm. in whatever I do. And when Stefan Eftval approached me, I used to work with him a few years ago when we did values work together. Uh, I heard about the river and the possibilities here. And I'm like, okay, where are the human person in all this new? Because the shift is so large. It's like a, I was in that 2000 paradigm when the internet came and we started working with having websites and uh, having people coming to search things on the web. That's yeah. how old I am. And now this is the other big shift that I am living in my life. Yeah, But I'm thinking... People and humans entering this new, for good or for bad, but the river has a mission to not only understand it and make a difference, but also cooperate with humans to feel it and want to explore it. And that's what I'm longing for. How can humans and tech be something that's also good, interesting, and that makes a difference for the future, right? So that's one of the things that um, took me here, but also... We are a group of people that are building a community and we have lots of high energy. We want to create and build. And at the same time, we need to take care of each other and live as we learn. So one of the things that I am you know, here for is to also take care of us and make us become what we're saying that we are. And yeah. that's the journey in itself,
0: right? I see. I see. Fantastic. I mean, incredible background and, uh, you know, uniting. And there's so many people in the river totally? We're seven. We're seven, yeah. And that over... over well, there are more people in the
1: kind of within River.
0: Yeah. And one thing that's been a little bit of confusing, uh, River is not necessarily classified as a startup or is it a startup?
1: Yeah, well, technically it depends on the definition of the startup, but I, uh-huh. it's more like a decentralized platform for impact. Decentralized platform for impact. So we platform for impact. I it's as decentralized think. as we can.
0: An interesting thing, you know, like uh, th- this this idea was born about a year and a half ago or so. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, most, all of us, mm-hmm. not just me, Stephen, though, I've been thinking about there must be a better way for be. many years. Yeah. And there was as if there were puzzle pieces along the way. But last year, Stefan coined the term or said, mm, River.
0: Let's make the this for a better way. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, he can tell his story in a separate way. So yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So basically for a year now, the, the, the mission has been uh, formulating and the idea has been formulating and the philosophy behind. And now after almost a year, there's been a fusion between uh, a river and a client and where we are working together to develop to validate and to prototype the river's concept and to turn it into a product that can be scaled up eventually and to go into a bit about leo's personal motivations uh he's he's very keen to express uh his uh his drive why is he here why because this is his essence leo would you please explain why your your core motivation
1: yeah so there, there are several but i think one clarifying kind of angle to look at this is that like steve jobs Famously described in one of the interviews, man as a tool builder. Mm-hmm. He's citing a study from the 70s where they compared the locomotive efficiency of various species and they see that humans aren't very effective. If you compare a human to an albatross, an albatross can fly a long distance with very little energy. Uh, but if humans have a bike, we can travel very far with very little energy. And in, in one sense, AI is the ultimate tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as Steve Jobs believed that by creating tools that are in harmony with human needs, technology can enhance our capacity to think, learn and solve complex problems, but also you know, make good for the world.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now with AI being the ultimate tool, mm-hmm. uh, just as he's saying it's a, it's an amplifier. Yep. It's really important that and um, what we amplify is what we want. So there's a saying like if you put shit in you get catastrophe out mm-hmm. from AI. Uh in the same sense if we we really need to make sure that this um AI is in harmony not just with human needs and abilities or what we think are our human needs. Like more money, for instance, we might think is a human need, but in actuality maybe it's something bigger. So how can we make sure that AI harmonizes with the whole of nature and all of humans? And this is really what we believe at River that the answer is, comes down to establishing a deeper connection with what is good, what is good, true, and beautiful.
0: Yeah, that's the key founding values of the of River. Yeah, I
1: see. I see. And it's just inherited from Platon initially, so mm-hmm. Platonic triad, and and uh, this is really coming down to two things: like making sure that humans are connected, because we think the fundamental essence for the disconnect between humans and ourselves. Yeah humans and each other and humans and nature is a root, root problem, the upstream problem mm. that makes us take decisions such as destroying nature for the sake of profit no, when we're, we're actually are destroying it. part of ourselves. And the other part is creating an AI that is able to learn in real time and be, you could almost say empathetic, but I think that it's dangerous to say the name but it can be empathetic because at the end of the day that helps out to the humans to be humans and the AI to be AI. So we're developing that capacity within AI and that capacity for humans to be humans within ourselves. So the inner growth um, so you could frame this as what we're calling Dreamer, which is the world's quote-unquote best decision-making process that includes both human perspective and human wisdom mm-hmm. and collective intelligence and artificial intelligence.
0: And uh, in, in essence, this de- best decision-making process, that is the, essentially the core product of, of River, what the River is striving to to
1: build. I don't like to call it a product, no? but I guess okay. you could say from a technical, traditional uh, point of view, it is a product.
0: Yeah? yeah? Could you tell me a little bit more about why is this the, the key aspect?
1: Yeah, so... Uh, the reason that I'm in focusing on this yeah, for is one I love the people I'm working with yeah. it's not just with what are we doing or why it's like who are you with I feel mm-hmm. like these people are my soul tribe mm-hmm. um, and I enjoy every single moment of being together and working on this and the other reason is that I think this is where we can have the most impact mm-hmm. on the world because AI is as I said the amplifier it's like it gives us this massive leverage to move mountains the question yeah. is do we want to move mountains or do we want to direct resources and, mm-hmm. and energy where, where it's most needed today we have this insane indis- unequal distribution of wealth for instance for sure how can we distribute wealth in a more intelligent way yeah. and, and synergize yeah. between all the people on the planet and all our resources I and that. this uh, decision making process is, can be the foundation of an ecology mm-hmm. where we can all connectively synergize around our resources in a much more efficient and human-centric and nature-friendly way yeah
0: I hear you Patrick Losa, do you feel like adding anything to the Leo's point well
3: one, one important thing when we're moving forward is that we, we talked about prototyping with the client, but it's also co-creation with the client because it's their needs as humans and when they are in their work context, that is going to help. So it's not we telling them what to do, it's actually them telling us what they need and then we will facilitate it with technology.
2: I see. Yeah. I, see. I see. And Look. I think coming back to what Leo said about the decision-making model, and if you take the example of companies taking decisions that have a negative impact on um, on the environment, for instance. It's not that they want to do that, but the decision-making process today is driven by how can we scale on, on the financial results. Mm. So success is basically how much money can we back. Mm. What we want to create is a decision-making model that allows people and organizations to Take the bigger picture, Yeah. view the externalities or the side impacts that might uh, come from a decision making, mm-hmm. and we do that by gathering information and make it possible to assess more data and more information than you uh, previously could do. Yeah, and that's where AI comes in, and where we can then start to capitalize on everyone in an organization or every stakeholder that's potentially being impacted. Mm-hmm. So we're not only changing a more creating a more efficient decision making model, but we're creating a decision making model that actually takes a much bigger context in uh, um, in the aspect of, is this really the best thing to do? Or is it even the thing that we need to do? You might have yeah, a conclusion lot Lotta said that in the co-creation, we might actually come up with a, with a result that the initial problem is not really what we need to solve. Mm. We have something else that is much more important, or they can change things even greater.
0: Yeah, I see, I see, I see. So major aspect of River is actually its community. And community is something sacred, something where people will come together for uh, to to meet deeper needs. And uh, community is a fundamental aspect of River. Lothar, would you like to say more about the community aspect of the River?
3: Well, the thing is, you know, when many of us have been working in uh, maybe corporate organizations or having uh, normal jobs, and then you quit because you want or are longing for something different, right? And when River came to me or uh, came uh, as, do you want to join? I felt that. I can come here. It can be meaningful because I believe everything that RIVER stands for. But I can also work in a way that is with my heart, together with people, both in RIVER, but also the way that we're going to approach the projects and clients. Mm-hmm. So the community is us being here, but also it's kind of uh, flowing over to the projects and to the clients mm-hmm. and everyone that we're going to interact with in the future. Super, super, super important
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we, of course, welcome people in. Yeah,
3: Yeah. we are longing for people to come. Leo, what's your
1: take on? Yeah, so I like to think of the river. It's like, what is the river? When people ask about the name, and I think of a river of souls, a river of people. Mm -hmm. And we might be different in many different ways, but we also have something in common. That is that we're all human, and we all share some very fundamental longings, I believe. We all love to be part of a tribe, to belong. The research also shows this. We long to shine, to be you know, good at something to to give our gift to the community and we long to expand to grow, to learn and just these three things I find I I get in River I get to belong to something greater I get to contribute to something and be my own unique self and not have to hide or change any part of myself and lastly like I learn a lot of things all the time Mm. and I just feel so content and fundamentally excited about life in that context and I think it's we're just like plants we're meant to bloom and to grow and we're all unique yeah and when we feel this this idea of we talk so much about talent, like talent retainment, talent attraction, like top talent, da da da. I think we're all talents. Mm. We just have to flip the perspective and redefine what it means when we talk about talent. I think everyone here is a talent. It's just that we need to find ourselves in this Millah, this uh this rich nutrient dense soil that is the community and the culture that we created, which is built on trust, and compassion mm. and listening and human values of, you know, integrity and, and beauty and and this sense of the, like the texture of the relationship I used to say that one of my greatest gifts in life is my parents because they really upheld the, the value of staying in the heart well, and being tender and, and vulnerable in beautiful. relationship with my sisters and, and within the families so we always if there was a, somebody was upset they made sure that we came back to a state of the baseline was like we, we love each other yeah. we don't just leave it or sweep it under the carpet we make sure we come back to that soft tenderness where we can look each other in the eyes and be vulnerable mm-hmm. and I feel that we've been doing that in river and that and taking responsibility for emotions and also working on our own emotions and not being codependent and like there's all these complexities to personal development in a group uh, but i think that community and that um community as a verb creates the culture and embodies the culture that is essentially the vision and yeah. what we want to scale we're not really interested in scaling a sauce product at mm-hmm. the end of the day the, the purpose through which that points is to create community and a culture we, and based on those values well, to, yeah, to scale those values I guess yeah scale now is to scale your values is to embody your values. Yes. so and then and the way that you know you might value something and I might value something. how can we see each other's values and treat each other with respect
2: and integrate?
0: Yeah I hear you. And Patrick, do you feel like you're adding something to that?
2: Yeah, I think look, for me what Leo is saying is also uh, something that um, when I really started to experience, like it sounded really nice with all the things. So we were self-organized and we were decentralized mm-hmm. and we work in a completely different way. And coming then from my background with traditional hierarchical organizations, there is a CEO at the top, and everyone's basically how to earn your right to, to say something. Yep. Um, and coming to River, realizing that, first of all, we're extremely different as people. We come from so various different backgrounds, ages, and women and men, and with all kinds of philosoph- uh, philosophical or, or practical experiences. Mm. But that's the whole point, the fact that we are different, and the fact that we allow people to be different. No one's being judged. And it's like one of the most important parts of, of being in River is not what you say. It's the other way around. It's what you listen to mm-hmm. and how you listen to other people and how you actually take in what they're saying. And, um, and I think we have a very different way of working. I mean, that's an entirely different podcast, us describing mm-hmm. what happens when you take a decision in an organization like River. Mm-hmm. This is fundamentally different from mm-hmm. what you traditionally do. But I think one thing when you leave that room from that decision making, mm-hmm. For me, it's always been I'm walking out in there with a win-win feeling mm-hmm. uh, that is better than when the one I came in with. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, most people will feel a win-lose or a compromise happen. We don't compromise; we build what's best. Collaboration. Yeah, yeah. We, be...
3: Collaboration, co-creation, yeah. collective intelligence.
2: And and as Leo said, the, the level of trust. It's like I don't have to be in that decision because I know that they're going to make the best decision possible for River. For us, as a um, as a tribe,
3: mm-hmm.
2: in the relationship to where we are right now, what we need to do. Mm-hmm. I trust them to do that. I don't have any reason not to. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great feeling, knowing that we will all do what it takes to uh, create the results that we see in our vision and in, in our Orange.
1: I would maybe add to that, like there's the saying that diversity, if properly integrated, becomes resilience. Today, our society is very fragmented. We're not very resilient and we're very like homogenous, you know, groups and the way the power and ownership is distributed is again, very unequal. Yep. So if you think of a tree that is trying to grow tall, the taller it becomes, the deeper roots it needs and the bigger root system. And it also needs to not just be one tree, but a uh, forest of trees. And today th- there's like one mega tree or like a couple of mega trees kind of fighting for nutrients. Um, and I think that in the future we want to see, we need more diversity. We need bigger root systems and we, because we're all different. If we want to create a world that reflects these values of truth, beauty, and goodness, and honoring each other, it's like it's all fun and games. But when it comes down to it, like how do we stop fighting each other? How do we stop <laughs> killing each other? We need to govern and distribute power and resources at scale. And in order to do that, we need structures that can support it, and we need a culture and a process around that that can support it. And that is uh, that's like the greatest challenge ever. <laughs> but, but it's, it's like um, that's what we're up against, kind of. Mm. That, that's the challenge. And it, it's so easy for me to say this, mm. but it is. When it really comes down to it, remember my friend from Brazil, he's been in this ISAC program for eight years and it's, as a program created by students after the second world war, yep. which uh, does exchange between different countries in order to prevent the second world war from happening again. Okay. And during these eight years, he was part of a group of 35 students, I believe, and they were traveling around the world and living together and like being very close intimate during these years. And they did something called the river of life exercise, mm-hmm. Funny enough. And this exercise is going through your past and each other's pasts. In detail and kind of covering like transgenerational trauma, like wars, famine, everything that has happened. And there's a saying like when you've heard somebody's story, it's hard or impossible to hate them. Mm. And he really said that after these eight years of getting to know these people in and out, it was impossible to hate an culture or to feel you felt so humbled because you saw all the pain and the suffering that people have gone through yeah. and the perspectives. And I think that's really also what rivers needs to do. Like we need to transcend differences. What, yeah, we need to tr- transcend the differences and really integrate. Differences, mm, see the history and the roots.
3: So on that topic, getting um, to know each other and learn who we are and humans and the stories and giving time to share that. Right. That's one thing that we do. Uh, As part of
0: the culture and the community.
3: Exactly, a part of the culture and the uh, community. But also when we're thinking on how to approach this new way of working, because it's ways of working. Today we talked about uh, uh, how can we approach learning, right? And not just talk about, oh, what did we learn? But reflect on it and talk about, we learned this. How do we want to make things different from that learning? And to go out and practice that and then come back and have another reflection. Okay, what happened within me? Ooh. What happened in the project? Or what happened with partners? Ooh. So there's a, a constant curiosity about how to be human in this dynamic evolving world and we take responsibility of how to work with it Mm -hmm. all the time every day
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep oceans are not above it's a superpower so finally to finish off um
0: how can people meet a river how can people get in touch how can people inform themselves more
1: so we will post some links in the description and that will link to our Discord, which is a communication channel where yeah. you can get updates about coming events. And anybody can be part of it. Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, we'll also post links to our white paper and our website. Yeah. So um, I think Discord is probably the easiest way. To yeah, I see. I joined the conversation.
0: In addition, uh, also, uh, if you want to get say hi, you can do so through LinkedIn, which uh, you will also get LinkedIn, to Leo's LinkedIn, Patrick LinkedIn, Mota's LinkedIn.
2: Yeah, River has the wrong thing.
0: Yeah. But... Uh, Patrick Lota, do you feel like uh, finishing up with something?
2: Yeah, I think um, I think what I can, could say is that I mean we're talking about something that for some people seems extremely abstract, or yeah. even uh, sometimes AI or the new technology is like dystopic, and it has a lot of issues, and there are lots of things to take into consideration, and not least take responsibility for when you go in this way. But I think that we are extremely open. We realize that the um, the difference between people who know very much and those who feel really really new to all these topics. We are here also to be able to approach that. Yeah. So, if you're curious on uh, what you could do in that, what your organization can do, or you're curious on why self organization actually is something that can change the way that uh, you set up an organization for the future and so, so on. on. So, we're basically quite open to uh, a lot of different um, topics on rewiring your brain, think different, mm-hmm. to take charge of the future that you want it to be.
0: Yeah. And that's what the river is all about. Yes. Thank you for tuning in, everybody.